you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. How's Jared Goff kind of strike you coming out of the gate off of Peyton and Brady? He knows the game, and, and he's set up for success with Coach McVay, you know, so... He got a huge arm, and he got one of the most accurate deep balls that I've seen in the NFL. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yeah, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. You just heard the voice of Kansas legend, Akeem Tlaib. And guess what? He's sitting right next to me, to my immediate left here in Studio 66. Hi and hello. And welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well and safe and healthy and all that stuff wherever you are. Let's jump into it right now with the aforementioned one. Number 21, one of our favorite guys to get the kibitz with. One of the great characters of the last uh, decade or so, the 21st century. Let's go with that. Akeem Tlaib. What's happening, fella? Good to see That's you nice. again. Thanks for having me on, Dave. The Miami Dolphins uh, star. <laughs> Something like that. So they say. Do you, Do you? by the way, do you keep your eye uh, all these years later? Do you care what uh, what uh, old Bill Self and company are doing out there in Lawrence, Kansas? Or I do. I, I, I pay attention. I don't watch much college basketball, but I always check the rankings, see if KU won, see if they lost. Yeah. Playing some good basketball right now. You an NBA guy? NBA. Yeah? What's big your NBA. team? I'm a big uh, LeBron James fan, man. I'm born in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, he right there at Akron's. We almost, he think we two years apart or something. So I've seen his whole career, knew about him in like high school and stuff like that. So where Brian James go, man, that's, that's my team. That's I didn't I know, I didn't know LeBron was your guy, but it's interesting because my if guy. you're, because an Ohio native. Yeah. And so you must've had some feelings when LeBron decided to take his talents to South beach. And then everybody in the world of sports is buzzing right now about pro football's goat. Uh, Tom Brady and where he's going to land. What do you make about that as a as a fan and as a player? I'm sure ideally it would be nice to play your whole career in one yeah. town. Does that? Do you think that's weird uh, to see Tom Brady becoming a Charger? Can you envision that becoming I a mean, Buccaneer, becoming a 49er or otherwise? It happens, man. You see, you see, 
all the greats. I mean, you see Peyton Manning. He turned to a Bronco. It was weird, and you were there and benefited there. from it, I suppose. I mean, it, or he happened. benefited from you, really. Let's be honest I now. Mean, he came He came and really, you know, set the tempo of the building, you know. So we all benefited from having Peyton in the building. Is that right? Definitely. So you don't feel like all these years later, I mean, Peyton has some influence in the in the game of pro football still, but you can speak freely here. This is a oh, safe space. Definitely. I mean, the no-fly zone won that Super Bowl. Yeah, we, we definitely won a, won a Super Bowl. Our defense, we won that Super Bowl. But at the same time, I feel like our defense, we was a professional defense. We went about, went about our work every day. And it had a lot to do with us watching Peyton. Peyton was in our – in the offseason, that's who we was playing against, Peyton Manning. So we mm. had to come ready to play every day. So Peyton Manning being in the building, man, that's going to raise the level of play of everybody in that building. Man, so many things right out of the gate that you've uh, that you've sent my uh, brain wanting to go down various paths here. Um, but you heard at the very top there, we, we, we've gotten to talk with you a few times over the years, Tlaib, and always enjoy it. And I think that was our first conversation. And it was right after the Rams had gotten Jared Goff had just drafted him. Those were your initial thoughts at training camp. And, of course, you know, they wind up going to the, you know, Goff uh, takes the Rams to the Super Bowl and all that. Mm-hmm. Then 2019 happens. Not as impressive. Not as good as you look and you're there for about half the time in the, in that season. What went wrong? Was was it was it golf? I don't want to put words in your mouth. You tell me. Was it is golf uh, ultimately given that the NFL is salary capped? Is it an outdated thing to say you can't pay a quarterback who isn't Peyton in his prime, Brady, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger in his prime, Aaron Rodgers? I mean, there's a small handful of guys that can make everything work no matter what the other pieces are. I don't know Jared Goff's that guy, so is he worth that kind of money? Uh, I think I think it's it's 32 jobs, quarterback jobs in the NFL. Those are 32 hardest jobs in the NFL. So those should be the 32 highest paid players in the NFL. So if 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 that's 100, whatever that number is, all 32 of the quarterbacks who starting for that season should be making that 28 million to 33 million or whatever the range is Mm. that job is way harder than a fan (laughs) can can imagine you know what i'm saying they probably up all times of the night and they wake up early they go to sleep early (laughs) it's it's so much pressure that comes with that starting quarterback job let alone if you play for la or a big market like that so man it's a hard job man and uh it's, it's mentally stressful, physically stressful, and the pay is the pay. I like, I see, I always make the case that, yes, the quarterbacks have to make the most, but with that comes the most pressure, but rightly so, because the guy who's playing right guard doesn't have as much influence on the outcome of any given game as the quarterback does. So, exactly. so you're right. That makes uh, all the sense in the world to me. I mean, it's, it's a hard job, man. You, Got to pay that back, man. It's a ticket that come with that job. So, All right. Let's ask tough questions. So I'm asking you about Jared Goff. I mean, but uh, the bottom line is he's not a top eight QB. He's not in that top tier that I just ran through those names of guys. Patrick Mahomes obviously belongs to that group, too, of guys who, you know, I mean, obviously you can't put uh, a 10 me's out on the field with some of these guys with Russell right. Wilson, but you know, you put professional level football guys out there. Russell Wilson's going to win games. Is right. Jared Goff, that guy who wins no matter what, or he has to be in an ideal circumstance to get it done. 
Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I think the circumstances are going to play a part. Uh, I think the circumstances play a part with everybody. But, mm. I mean, like you said, there's some guys where it don't matter where you put them guys, they're going to excel. I think, Jared, uh, him and, and the system that they're running, I think it's successful. As, as long as he stay where he is, I think he's in a great system that that fits his his you know his talents. So, as long as he stay where he is, I think he'll be pretty good. I don't think the 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 Rams downfall. It was not just Jared Goff. It was the entire team. My starting at the top, it was it was everybody. It was it was a Super Bowl hangover. Mm. You get complacent, you. What is it? Because people always talk about it, and the and history the last decade bears that out. You go to the Super Bowl. The, the thing is, if you lose the Super Bowl, that's what it is. If you go and you lose, the next season is almost always a bad one. What yeah, what gives? I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's like it's you play till February, so your whole off season gets started later. And I think me personally, it's it's the success makes your work. Not as long. So the year before we went to the Super Bowl, my off-season workouts was three hours. We went to the Super Bowl. Now I'm like, all right, I'm a little tired. I played longer. My off-season workouts go to an hour and 45 minutes. Mm. You know, and that just trickles throughout the whole team. So it's less amount of work put in. And your off-season is a product of your season. You know, so what you put in is what you're going to get out. Everybody put in a little bit less and you get out a little bit less. So, I mean, a little bit less is four more losses. So, mm-hmm. instead of, you know what I'm saying, it's nine and seven, you know? So. It is. Yeah, that's, right. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I don't think it was coaching. I don't think it was personnel. I don't think it was none of that. I just think it was, we got the target on our back now. These is the, they went to the Super Bowl. And, and everybody going to give us their A game. And uh, we ain't put in enough work to, to be ready for all those A games. And do you think, so you said it's not the coaching, but did Belichick and Brian Flores sort of lay out a template for the teams in 2019 to kind of follow? Like, this is how you stop this Rams offense. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they showed how you how you a uh, uh, productive way to stop that zone running scheme. If you want to really set some edges and really have a guy there for that cutback, put six guys on the line, you know. So they 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 showed how to how – to, slow that zone scheme down, but I say that, and then you look at the tape, it was linemen just getting whooped. So mm. if, if those linemen don't get whooped, TG still had cutback lanes, he still have lanes to run in. So, man, who said it, Tom Landry or somebody? What, I forgot, it was some saying, I can't remember it, but if guys make their blocks, you're going to get yards. Hmm. You can know we running whatever zone scheme we running. You can know we running it. If guys make their blocks, we're going to get yards. And you see no issue with Todd Gurley going forward, or is 2018 the peak of Todd Gurley's NFL career? I think Todd Gurley was the same way. We went to, we went to the Super Bowl, uh, man. It's 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 complacency, man. Hmm. I was complacent. I think I think our whole organization at the time we it's complacency. You don't put in as much work, you don't get as much out. So I think having a year like that, it a it a it lights a fire under guys, and and I think it definitely lit, lit a fire under Todd, and I think you'll see Todd Gurley come out this year and go crazy. And uh, your guy, my guy, the world's guy, Wade Phillips, moves on from the Rams defense, but you still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey now there. That looks like a, a 
uh, situation that might be nice. In fact, they might use a veteran presence on that defense. Do you think that that's a possibility that Aqib Tlaib puts on the new look L.A. Rams get-ups? No idea, man. I'm I'm taking all calls. I'm seeing seeing what situations present themselves. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's it's Wade Phillips is he do a great job using your talents. So if you're a press corner, he won't have you playing off man. He won't have you playing things that you don't really play. You know what I'm saying? So hmm. we'll see what the new defensive coordinator has for the Rams and, and, and see if see if the guys is as, as successful. Well, here's what I want. Josh Norman, for a guy in your position, playing your position, that's good news, a good start to things before proper free agency even arrives, getting right. $6 million to basically, I guess, serve as nickel or maybe be the number two behind uh, Tredavious White up in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I want you to do, Tlaib. No matter what, this is our pal Handsome Hank's idea. I want you to go on tour here and go with as many teams that are willing to meet with you yeah. and get a, get a surf and turf dinner out of it and then make a decision. Don't say any. Like, you're playing it right. I'm going to see what's out there is the right way to play. It. That's the truth. Go eat well all over football America, then render a verdict. You see? I got you. Fill your belly up, you know? I got you. <laughs> you agree with that? I agree with it, man. I mean, it's, it's always good to know to know what's out there, you know? Mm-hmm. A steak, a steak definitely helps you think. That will help. You know, that's right. That, the full stomach. You know what I'm saying? You can operate well on the full stomach. So that's, that sounds that's like good. the plan. Right. I mean, yeah, you're going to make rash decisions. I'm hungry. Let me just sign that. No, sounds no. Sounds like the plan, Dave. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll get some mashed potatoes on the side. Okay. What do you get with your but steak? That eight, but that eight million, I mean, that <laughs> but six to eight million that Norman signed, man, that was a, that's a great start. A free agency, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. Seeing where everybody's mind is and, you know. It's a great start. It starts to set the market, right? The I mean, market, I'm, it's man. a practical uh, marketing, you know, you go from there. Um, I would talk about the CBA, but I mean, I didn't get into this, into this kind of ridiculous um, profession so that I could talk about big numbers and stuff. But I saw That's you on Friday's Total Access. Yeah. And it seems that you're in favor of what uh, what the current arrangement is, correct? Yeah, I think I think the only the only drawback from the players is that 17 game. But uh, I look at that 17 game, and then I look at like my Under Armour contract or something that says if I get 60 tackles, I get an extra 10k. If I get if I start nine games, I get an extra 10k. So I'm like, all right, if I'm injured and I'm at eight starts and oh, I got a week 17, one more extra game, uh, hit my incentives. If I got 55 tackles, I end it with. With I think fifty four tackles one time, fifty one tackles one time. So I'm I'm six tackles, nine tackles away from you know uh, incentive on one of my contracts. So an extra week means extra stats. It's a it's a better chance to hit incentives. And everybody in the NFL has contracts. Yeah. You have NFL contracts with incentives. You have uh, apparel contracts with incentives. I mean, so I've been playing football since I was eleven or twelve years old at recess every day praying to be a professional. And then uh, the guys told me that uh, you got to play one more professional game and I'm going to throw a fit. Hell no, Dave. That's what I, I, that's like, what I dream of. I like where your head's at. That's what but I, I am of. Listen, I, Why I'm, am I complaining about playing another football game and I prayed all my life to get to the NFL? It don't make no sense to me. Interesting. I am a fan of the modern era of pro football, the Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. And I, the, my, I know this isn't important 
in the big in the big picture. But it will warp the numbers. Like two thousand yard seasons will start from running backs will will be kind of irrelevant going forward. It's going to change the incentives in the country. But I guess that's all right, right? I mean, I will we'll get over that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. The game changed. The game has changed from before. I mean, we didn't always had sixteen games, right? No, no, and I right, uh, so, in uh, what so was it seventy eight? I think they right, go to, so to sixteen. That dwarf. What you said, dwarfed. Mm-hmm. I like that word. It's dwarfed in the numbers right there. So I mean, one more game, the the numbers will be dwarfed. But it is what it is. <laughs> the game is growing, man. You like you like the verb dwarf. Yeah, dwarfed. Huh? I like All right, that. employ that one. <laughs> yes. Well, when I I will dwarf the amount of food anyone has ever eaten in this restaurant as I sit down with you, pro football team and GM, as you fill my belly as I try to render a verdict on what to do with myself in 2020. Yes, that's, sir. That's a quote from Akib Talib. There. Were you looking at your watch? No, I'm just you know. Adjusting. Are you are you bored with me? Justin, you just Justin. looked at your watch. I got a bad wrist. You see that wrist right today? Ooh, yeah, you, you sit, do. You sit that. You sit that. That. Right that's the one, one that you. That's the one Justin. when you uh, when you pass interfered with Martavis Bryant uh, in, in Mile High it's, it's in a Trent, that playoff. It's a Trent, game. New Jersey injury, man. Way out in, in Trent, New Jersey, seventy-seven Summer Street, man. You know that's one of them injuries way back in the hood in the neighborhood. Oh, I can say I can't. Uh, I wouldn't be able to take something like that. Yeah. But speaking of health, coronavirus. You know, I don't want to listen. I'm not making any light of it or anything else. But the word is, is that you know, at least in the NBA, LeBron, your guy, says he doesn't want to play in a in a gym that doesn't have fans in it. <laughs> How freaky have you considered? Like what what that might be like to go out and uh, I mean, if it's weird in a NBA gym right. with seventeen thousand, it's going to be a lot weirder with seventy five thousand in a stadium. It'd be or like, no one. It'd in be the like stadium. one big practice. You know, I uh, guess. Yeah. You, you, I don't know. It'd probably be some good football being played, actually, because a lot of guys get in front of people and they kind of black out. And, you know, that's when you really get <laughs> nervous when it's 70,000 people watching you. So it won't won't be as many nerves in there, man. You'll probably see some real good football once you turn on the tape, honestly. The trash talking would be great. It would elevate because you'd uh, be able to hear crazy. everything everybody says. You could It'd yell to the other sideline. No one would uh, ever you'd be able to hear it all. Guys would be so comfortable. Oh, man, it'd be, it'd be nuts out there. You take the fans out. I mean, the cameras would still have to be there, of course, but. In a way, it's kind of glass half full. That would be fun to listen to what you guys oh, are talking man, about. Oh, man, it would be nuts. Now, the downside is touchdown celebrations. No, you know, you're not allowed to hand, you know, do anything with your hands with each other. So then, you know. Uh, Although then again, you're tackling each other. Yeah, so. we got gloves on. <laughs> I mean, we pretty much protect it. So, yeah. Um, I mentioned Brian Flores as part of the defensive architecture that stopped the L.A. Rams a couple of, what was it, uh, you know, 14, 15 months ago in that Super Bowl. Be what did you what you pick up from him? Is he I heard even Josh Rosen, who briefly was named starter, then put back on the bench. I've heard even Josh Rosen saying, man, I love Brian Flores and he's a great coach and he's uh, boosted my confidence and all that. What's your uh, what's your sense of that? Well, guy? B-Flo was the safeties coach when I was in New England. So, uh, oh, right. Met, yeah, met, of course. You would cross paths. Sometimes, right. Sometimes we sometimes we uh, we split up. But uh, I spent some time with him when I was there. Uh, hell of a coach, man. Hell of yeah. a coach. He was always a great leader, and it don't surprise me now that he's a head coach. You suspect that uh, success is going to be sooner rather than later down there? Yeah, I they... think they got some going. I think uh, they follow that model. They're getting a bunch of draft picks, and it's a quarterback-driven league, man. So if they can get a quarterback who breathes confidence throughout that locker room and uh, make guys walk onto the practice field feeling like we got a chance to win, I don't know if the quarterbacks before in Miami did that. So 
If they get a quarterback who breathes confidence, man, I think uh, that's what it's all about. Well, we talk about quarterbacks and what the what the situation they're in and how that largely defines whether they're going to succeed or not. But Ryan Tannehill, you know, he's kind of a punchline guy. He had had his moments in Miami, but you know, he wasn't. Uh, you know, he was considered. You know, borderline bust is middle of the pack. You know, well, right. He was a first round pick and all that, and he, you know, he didn't exactly flourish until he goes to Tennessee as Mariota's backup, and then he is the missing piece that takes them to the uh, to uh, a game away from the Super Bowl. One is Josh Rosen. From what you've seen, is he potentially that guy? Is it a situational thing, or is it Josh Rosen misevaluated coming out of school? It's tough, man. I mean, he had a new coordinator every year he's been in the league. So, I mean, it's hard to really see what he is. Like you said, Tannehill, he's in this system, and he's one guy. He get in this system, and he's a whole nother guy. So the system that you're in, it dictates a lot. So I don't know. Rosen just has to find that 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 marriage at offensive coordinator, man. I don't, mm. I don't know if it's going to happen. Some guys, that's the downfall of their career. They never really get matched up with the right coordinator. Never really get to do what they're good at. Never really get to do what they're comfortable at, you know. So, we'll see, man. I'll tell you what. I haven't seen enough of the guy to really, you know, Oh, you didn't see him? You didn't look at him? You didn't get an up-close look at him? for if if you in this system for a year, then you're in this system for a year, then you're on another team in this system for a year, like, that's that's not you. That's not your best. Mm -hmm. You're just learning. You're learning, and then you put that down, and you're learning something else. Oh, I put that down. I'm learning something else. So, he haven't had a chance to really learn something and master it and really be comfortable with it. And now I can really show what I could do out here. So that's important. I think that there have been reaches in the 21st century. Everybody's desperate to get a QB. Christian Ponder, it's maybe he's the forgotten guy. People forget about that guy. But all right, the guys are going to read. But Josh Rosen, he's slightly built, but otherwise, he at least was a quarterback for a long time in his life. You know, it's not like he came late to it or anything, right. and he's got the whip, and he's supposedly, by all accounts, super smart, maybe too smart for some coaches to to enjoy and all that kind of stuff. But that would be a fascinating list. In injuries are one thing, but also guys who were uber-talented. You know who my guy is with that? Guy who works here, David Carr. I, David I, Carr. I think David Carr... And he, I think he rightly, deep down, is frustrated. Like, man, I could have been great, but I got stuck on a team that had no offensive line for way too long. And before I knew it, I was done in Houston, and I never really got my chance. Right. That'd be a cool list to put together. Guys who Aqib Tlaib and otherwise think, thinks that guy would have been awesome if he would have been on a different kind of a team. Yeah, I mean, it would be an interesting list. All right. It'd be an interesting list. But all those guys, in my opinion, all those guys are – the middle of the pack guys mm-hmm. where, where it kind of matter matter who your offensive coordinator is. And, Cause I mean, it's some guys like Mahomes. you put him, it don't matter. Well, that's where we start. Is. That's what I told you. That's what I think. Yeah, I think those are like, you know, those are the guy guys. So when you start talking about the middle of the pack guys, now it's like, all right, they all, all the circumstances matter with those guys. You can get them with it, the right coordinator, right guys around them. Can he be good? Cause there's some guys who still can't be good. You, he's just nervous. He's a, he's a shocker. That's what Rondé Barber and uh, Raheem Morris in, in Tampa, we used to call them shockers, where as soon as there's pressure on them, they just panic and mm-hmm. do something crazy, you know? So it's, it's, it's <laughs> middle of the pack guys, and then it's top-tier guys, in my opinion. It's, that's it in the NFL. Okay, is Dak, really Prescott, in the league. is Dak Prescott a top-tier guy? Is he a situational guy? I think Dak, Dak plays well all the time to me. He don't, he don't, he, 
he don't play bad to me. He don't lose games, in my opinion. I've seen a couple games where all right, Dak threw a couple passes and he could have won those games. He didn't win those games. But I feel like no matter where you put Dak, he's going to beat Dak Prescott. I happen to agree with you. And the, the second half of the 2019 season is probably the best evidence against that. But to me, I'm with you. I mean, big guy, big arm, runs great. Guys bounce off of him, has been productive in pretty much Absolute every Absolute leader. Yeah, see I, that, I see that leadership is what is. I think that's what kind of separates you to that top. It's your talent too, but mm-hmm. just that leadership and that's that that's that breed of confidence that I said when guys walk on the field with Dak, they think they could win. You know what I'm saying? So I put him in the top tier guys. Okay, what guys. about uh, what about Jameis? Jameis, it's the same man. Jameis, Jameis, I think he tries to do too much, and that's when bad things happen. So, if a coach can get him to not do too much, I think he'll be in the top tier guys. But a coach has to do it. So I feel like those top tier guys, no one, they don't need no coach. It don't, it don't matter. They're gonna be themselves. Jameis gonna be himself, but he gonna have those interceptions because he tries to make plays. So I don't know. It's tough. He he's almost top tier. I feel like middle of the pack just because just because the interceptions is always high every year. year I want to see out. him. I want to see. I mean, but then again, he's really. If you think he's about Jameis Winston, but also yeah, you could make some some pro arguments and negative arguments pretty easily with Jameis because right. the picks are terrible, and. And he's like, wow, but he's he's and really he come out and have a game against like he had a, against us, the Rams, five hundred yards, five touchdowns, a crazy game, you know. So I'm an know. eyeball guy, yeah. and when I eyeball Jameis, he cuts the figure of an NFL QB to definitely. Me. And you know the the arm is good enough. He's a big dude. I you know I, it's a weird thing with Ben Roethlisberger that everybody who's come out since uh, since he did in 2004. There's a for all the Tom Brady's and Peytons and Breezes and Rogers. The guy who gets the most comps is Roethlisberger. Jameis is one of those guys who's like he's like Roethlisberger. Josh Allen is like that. Cam Newton's like that. You know, better or worse versions of Roethlisberger. Right. Dak is a little bit of that. Um, I think Jameis, if you put him in the right situation, but then again, in 2019, he had Bruce Arians, who is the QB whisperer, Mm -hmm. and he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they still weren't great, you know? Yeah, it's it's the turnovers, man. He Mm -hmm. can get those turnovers down, he'll be a top-tier guy. So I'm going to put him right there, you know, high middle of the pack guy, just just because of the turnovers, man. And and I think a coach is going to take some special coach to get him to relax in those times, take sacks. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball away and take sacks. That's okay. And I you, think, and I think if if a coach has to get you to do that, that make you one of those middle of the pack guys. Your circumstances matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where I put him at. It's interesting because Akib Talib is sort of a central figure in 21st century pro football, given all the stops you've made along the way and all the the guys who you've crossed paths with as uh, as a teammate. Can you envision? In the next whatever it is now, what is it, like eight, uh, six months between now? And then, can you imagine Tom Brady taking off that Patriots hat and putting on a new one? And practically, I talked to Willie McGinnis about this last week, and he said, oh, no, Tom's a competitor. He would do that. I question how much Tom Brady at this age, at 43, does he really want to start doing OTAs and all that? He doesn't have to do that stuff with the Patriots. See, like he he shows up when he wants to show. He's going to have to start from scratch with a I mean, whole new team at this age. He just started doing that, though. Tom just started, like, showing up, right? I mean, that was, like, probably, like, the last two years yeah. of OTAs. When I was there, shit, he was in OTAs. We were all there. <laughs> so, I mean, 
like you said, like Willie said, man, Tom is a competitor. And I think I think part of what's going on there in New England is, you know, guys just trying to show, like, it was me. Nah, it was me. And those two guys just feel like they Paul McCartney it. and John Lennon broke up. They're they the great, greatest duo in music history. And, and they, like, they were like, let's just see what happens yeah, when we're not happened, with each right? other. Who succeeded when those two guys broke up? Well, well, I mean, I mean, I guess they had relative success, but not they weren't Beatles successful. That's neither sure. one of them. Right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, well, we'll see with this one because I, I pretty much think it's over. Oh, you do? Yeah, you I don't think, think Tom over. goes back up there? No, nah, I don't think Tommy goes really? back, man. I think it's I think it's just a situation where they want to see like you know, who's who's the um, the protagonist, I guess, with that. Who's 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 the one making this happen? Is it Brady or is it Belichick? If they do part ways. I don't know. I think it's kind of a collective. They mm. both, Tom ain't showing as much interest, and that's how Bill get down. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. If you're a LeBron guy, I guess I know your answer, because you. I said, who's your team? And you said, I'm a LeBron guy. So, with that in mind, mm. when LeBron left Cleveland and then went down to play with the Heat, uh, I guess the Cavs kind of fell apart afterwards, as you right. can see coming. But let's say the equivalent of that happens. The 21st century pro football goat, Tom Brady, leaves. If Tom Brady is on the Chargers and they go and play Andy Dalton's Patriots in a playoff game, who should Patriots fans be rooting for? The Patriots, the Patriots. The guy, now keep in mind, the, the only fans. glory they've ever had. Right. It's the same thing as the Bulls, really. Yeah. So the Chicago Bulls are like, they only won titles with one guy there. One guy there. And then when he left, they didn't win any titles. So they hate him. So they, Tom Brady against, leaves. Tom Brady leaves. The only guy they ever won a Super Bowl with is out and right. playing against them. People are like, oh, I root for my team. Aren't you just rooting for the laundry at that point? No, I think, the, I think the Patriots fans still root for their team, and they kind of, you know, he gonna get the Brian treatment. It's gonna be burnt jerseys, and you remember the treatment that Brian got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's gonna be real. But once he retire, all those fans are welcome him back in. We love you, Tom. You know, but I think uh, if you're a true Patriots fan, you can't go for the Chargers. Well, in I don't know. Game. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no I matter who the quarterback. Gets, I haven't been put into that. I did. I guess I had to see. Well, if that's the case, then then once time you a Tom Brady fan. So when Tom leaves, like myself, when Tom leaves, then you leave. You now you a Chargers fan. So I was just as mad as Brian when when they didn't bring help to Cleveland. Man, he need another star here so we can win a chip. That's right. They wouldn't bring another star. He cut. I'm gone. I always blame Maverick Carter for the way that was handled because if LeBron would have said. As a as a players union guy like you, mm. if he would have said, "Listen, we don't need the own, we don't need the billionaires, and we don't need anybody else. We players at the players level, we're going to form our own team without those guys, and we're going to be the best team in the league." I think that's a message that America would have gotten behind. Instead, he did like, "I'm taking my talents to South Beach," and then he did the fireworks show, and not one, not two, not three, and that made Cleveland fans upset. If he would have said, "Listen," Ohio, I love you. I, want, I wish I could give you a title, but it's just not shaping up down right. here. And you can um, bask in the reflected glory I'm about to deliver with the heat. You know, <laughs> I think Tom Brady will do something smart like yeah, that. I mean, he won't, it, was, it was people didn't like the way he left, but I mean, that's what it's about, right? He King James, man. You gotta you gotta leave in style. All right. So where if you think Tom's leaving, I think Tennessee, I think Tampa, I think San Francisco. And I think the Chargers are the places that reasonably. I think the I Raiders agree. stuff is jive. That that doesn't make any sense for him. The Cowboys ain't going to happen. Don't think the, the Raiders make sense? No. I, I, I thought I thought the Chargers and I thought the Raiders. I thought those two teams made sense. 
Do you think so with the Raiders, though? I, they seem – I guess they do have a good offensive line. Yeah, they, they got, got the nice line, young runner. Run, they run game is, is way better. It, man, they was hurt on the offensive line early. Uh, I think Big Gabe was down for like the first eight weeks or something. But they got a crazy O-line. And then they got a great running game. And they got good receivers on the outside, a tight end, a young tight they end. They do have a nice plays. young tight end. They got to figure out another pass. And it's like a win-now situation to me. It's a new stadium. We're trying to sell tickets. It makes sense to bring Tommy in there. Boom. Ticket sales going to go crazy in Vegas. And he's automatically on a good team. They got a good defense, pass rusher, DBs. They do have a – that. That's the thing that's underrated See, I think about them under, is that I think the young a, defensive pieces. We went to go have. practice against these guys at L.A. Uh-huh. And I left that practice like I really thought we was going to beat the hell out of these guys, right? But, but they competed a little bit. I mean, we still we, – we beat them pretty bad the first day. Second day they competed, third day. But, I mean, I thought it was going to be like ugly, ugly the whole time. But I left saying Oakland got a hell of a run game. I guess I hear you. I just don't. I just can't see that happening. And with the, uh, with the cash and everything else that would be required to lure twelve over, Chargers tight tight. And then he has to be in a division though. If he goes to the Raiders or to the Chargers, he's got to play Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, presumably think, the goal is getting a ring, and that's a major obstacle. Yeah, right I don't think in the with path. Tom Brady. I don't think with Tom Brady or John Gruden, like who we have to go through to win a chip. I don't think that's on their mind at all. Those are top tier confidence guys mm-hmm. so who we have to play oh we got to beat Mahomes to get that's not crossing Gruden's mind that's not crossing Tom Brady's mind all right well listen what crosses my mind is that I want you to go on your food tour as you become free agent and I think you should ask for a plus one and Damashek will be happy to join you along it's the like way my, my representative well right? I think that would be best yeah. you know to make sure you get the right side what y'all say in this meeting because Dave might put that on his podcast so relax yeah, saying. careful, right. But well, listen, we're just friends here. We're all gentlemen like, here. I like Getting... the podcast situation, Dave. I'm, I like to set Talib, up. you're welcome anytime. Uh, what you. a pleasure to see you. Best wishes as you head into Thank free you, agency. We'd love it. selfishly to see you land in L.A. so that you could uh, pay periodic visits. <laughs> Either way, go get them. We'll get a fist bump, see? Fist bump. Coronavirus. Coronavirus aware. Uh, that's it for 21 here. We'll wrap it up uh, right there. Should we wrap up the whole show, Spaghetti, or keep on going? All right, let's, listen, we'll uh, we'll end it then. Thank you so much to 21. We'll be back with more Huey and Al- Applesauce for you later in the week. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.